Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's the deal. It's 7 o'clock. It's time for 92.9 The Game Tonight. For the next hour, tune in or listen on the Odyssey app. As we get you caught up with all things Atlanta sports and beyond. We're going up tonight. Up, like I said, just turn up and listen, you know. That's the way to leave the show. It's 92.9 The Game Tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, what's up, Atlanta? That's right. It is time for 92.9 The Game Tonight. Chris Thomas hanging out with you. For the full two and a half tonight, taking you up until Hawks pregame at 9.30. We'll see if they can handle the Warriors. Haven't played a game in nine days after the tragic passing of their coach. We'll see what happens tonight, but we got to waste no time. Breaking news. Wow, 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 wow. Orin didn't have the sounder ready, so I did it for him. Uh, Jim Harbaugh off the list for the Atlanta Falcons. He will be taking his talents to L.A. and the Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you, It is time to break that down to a fine powder. Phones will be open. 404, yes, thank you, sir. Give me all of the bombastic, dramatic sounds that you have in the file because Jim Harbaugh is taking his talents to the Chargers. So f- yeah, that's right. 404-726-0929. Orrin's got a full bank of them, so we'll roll those through as the night goes on. So what does this mean? Obviously, Jim Harbaugh is not coming to the Falcons. So who is it? Who is it going to be? Well, if you ask me, that means that Bill Belichick is at least back in the mix. If he wasn't before, there's been rumors and speculation and innuendo that the hoodie's kind of been put on the sidelines for a little bit now after the second meeting was complete. And that uh, negotiations the second time around may have, of course, this is all hearsay at this point, not gone exactly the way that the both parties would have wanted. And there may be a Rich McKay situation involved where Bill Belichick wants all the power. Falcons brass is saying, hang on, buddy. Let's see if we can meet in the middle here. And maybe they are hashing that out as we speak with the Harbaugh announcement. Who knows? But the Falcons coaching candidate, The wide net that everyone's been talking about? Yeah, that thing just expanded into the glacial region. We are now covering all seven continents, Alaska, Hawaii, Antarctica, you name it, we're there. The Atlanta Falcons and their 14, now 13, head coaching candidates. Actually, might be down to 12 now because I believe they also interviewed Brian Callahan, who's now the coach in Tennessee. So you got 12, 11, 12 guys, whatever the number is, floating out there for the job. But one of the big fish is off the market. So here we go. 404-726-0929. Was Harbaugh your guy? 
Are you now incredibly disappointed that Harbaugh's not coming to Atlanta? Or are you pleased? Was Harbaugh not your guy? Me, personally, if you've been listening to me on this radio station, following me on Twitter, at C. Thomas Radio, you guys know I'm a Vrabel guy. I think Vrabel's the number one option. And reportedly, he met with the team today. So there's a good chance now that they can set up a second interview with Vrabel and basically have it be a situation where he and Bobby Slowick and Raheem Morris and Ejiro Evero, who also were in the mix, and all the and by the way, guys, all of this leading up to the fact that the Atlanta Falcons are now Rooney Rule compliant, meaning they are able to hire whatever head coach they want whenever they want. So basically, right now, they could be on the phone completing the deal for their next head coach, or they could wait another week or two, or they can wait until the likes of Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn are able to interview again because right now there is a moratorium on interviews for coaches that are coaching in the championship game until the week before the Super Bowl. So, again, to recap, Harbaugh in at L.A. So that means he's going to be working with Justin Herbert. He's going to be working with maybe Keenan Allen, maybe Mike Williams. Guys, just to break it down for a second – I know this was talked about on Dukes and Bell, but I want to make sure I hammer home this point. The Chargers job isn't as glamorous as you may think it is outside of the obvious Justin Herbert factor. Now, what can it's kind of, you know, what's funny. It's kind of like a mirror image of the Atlanta Falcons, right? Because the Falcons have everything but the quarterback and the Chargers kind of have the quarterback and then a whole lot of question marks because they need to get under salary control. They are in a situation where they are cash-strapped, much like the Falcons were a couple of years ago during the early days of Arthur Smith. So where does this land with all of you guys? I'm so curious to talk to you guys throughout the first hour of the show and throughout the show in general because I feel like so many of you have had such strong opinions on this, and I can't say I've changed my mind because of it, but maybe some of you out there listening to your fellow Falcons fans, maybe you guys wanted Bill Belichick initially, and then you felt like, you know what, after hearing from your fellow Falcons faithful and the guys at 92.9, you changed direction one way or the other. There are so many things that are on the table for this team now, and, and the vision just got a little bit clearer, right? Because you know that Harbaugh is now not available. And we all know the Falcons could have said whatever they wanted to. He obviously was one of the big fish. He obviously was one of the guys that the team was, you know, zoning in on, to use a Woj term, like during the NBA draft. You know, the Atlanta Hawks are zeroing in on Kobe Bufkin to be their next pick because you can't actually say it with the rules anymore. The Atlanta Falcons were clearly zeroing in on Jim Harbaugh as one of the Falcons uh, finalists, so to speak. So when you say at this point, where does it stand for the Atlanta Falcons? I say everything's fine right now. I'm not panicking because Harbaugh's off the board. I think everything's a-okay. Would Harbaugh have been a great fit here? Mm, I've been on record as saying I'm not entirely sure. Do I? Is it about his coaching acumen? No, but it's not about that with Belichick either. It's about all the other stuff. It's about the game day antics. Could you really have seen Jim Harbaugh running out of the, t- running out of the tunnel at Mercedes-Benz on Sundays? Mm. For me, I just don't see it. Everything with his quirks and his character and his antics, I'm just not sure that that fits the city of Atlanta. Does it matter at the end of the day if you win 12 games a year? No, I get it. Bill Belichick, uh, you know, or you wouldn't say Bill Belichick was exactly a uh, – 
I don't know, a ray of sunshine, but he would never call Bill no, Belichick no, a ray of sunshine. Exactly. And rain there were no rainbows, unicorns, nor butterflies attached to Bill Belichick, but he showed up every day, mumbled into a microphone for 20 minutes, and they won six Super Bowls. So it didn't matter. So I guess at the end of the day, um, Harbaugh could have filled the same void in that regard, even if he's not a perfect mesh with the media or the city or the vibe or the culture. As long as you're winning, doesn't matter. But but all that's moot now. It doesn't matter anymore because he's off the table. He's not coming to Atlanta. So who is? That's now the question, right? We have a little bit more clarity on this situation because we know that Harbaugh is now going to be with Herbert in L.A., and that's that. So is Bill Belichick the guy that's going to slide right back to the top of the list? I'm going to be candid with you guys. I, I hope not. I was not, am not, still not in favor of hiring Bill Belichick to coach the Atlanta Falcons. And, and I've laid out my opinion why very thoroughly, but if you haven't heard it, I just don't want the negatives. There are too many negatives that come even with the six rings that he has on his fingers. If he gets off to a slow start in Atlanta, I am mortified, petrified, whatever word you want to use, about what could happen to the state of the Falcons at Flowery Branch. His negative energy hovering over the franchise is not something that I want to see this team deal with. If they get off to a slow start, if they get cameras in their faces talking about, did you guys make the right move? Did Bill make the right move? Should he have retired? I don't want any of that. I want fresh. I want new. I want vibrant energy pulsating all around this franchise. So where are you guys at? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Jim Harbaugh is heading to the Chargers. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing for the Atlanta Falcons coaching search? For me, I'm fine with it. I think it's just okay. Am I a little disappointed? Sure. I know guys like Mike Bell, Harbaugh was his clear number one choice. He was disappointed as that news broke at the end of the show, but he wasn't my number one candidate. So it's for me, it's like losing the silver medal. I'm, that's okay. I want the gold medal. And for me, the gold medal is still out there, and that is Mike Vrabel. Let's start with Spencer. Spencer, you're in the game. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, so I I like the idea of Harbaugh being here because of, you know, his, his performance and his pedigree, what he's proven in the league. With Bill, I feel like it's like a, a parody that we're even considering Bill, man. For one, he doesn't fit Atlanta. And then it's like the one guy that took our hearts and crumbled it. It's like, it's like they think he's the only guy that can come and bring us back from the dead. So, I mean, it, well, to be, hang on, Spencer, hang on. I'll let you finish. But to be fair, it's that's not the that's not the only or the main reason. The main reason is because he's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, yeah, I give you that. Still, still. I mean, I, I I think he can bring a nice attitude adjustment to the team, but who knows, man? I'm I'm hopeful whatever we do, but just being a 30 year fan, it, it's hard to believe in him. No, I hear you, Spencer, and thank you for the phone call. And I don't think you need to be as Spencer sounded kind of down and pessimistic. I don't don't think tonight is a night to feel that way. I think the Atlanta fans and Falcons faithful out there, everything's cool. We're good. Everything's fine. There's still plenty of guys out there that could come to this franchise and make the difference. Now, coming up in the next segment, after I take some more phone calls, I'm going to tell you what I don't want because there's something very specific that I don't want to see this franchise do. That is still on the table right now, and I do not want to see them go down this route. One very specific thing. 
So I'll tell you what that got, what that is coming up in about 10 minutes. But right now, back to your phone calls at 404-726-0929. We got yo, yo, you're in the game. Berto, I am going to eat the crow right now. I was a total Harbaugh fan. I wanted him here. But now that this has happened, I feel like Adam Sandler, when he was in the movie Big Daddy, and he's looking at the girl saying, hey, how are you going to have a five-year plan with a guy who might not be here five years? And it is hurting my heart. It is hurting my feelings. And I got to fess up. Me and you have had this conversation. You said about Brable, and I said, uh, maybe, but yeah, I would take Brable in a heartbeat over Bill Belichick. Because uh, yeah, that I, is that five-year plan guy who won't possibly live for five years. And um, we don't want to wish anything bad on anybody, but seriously, my heart is hurting right now. I want the best for this franchise. No, yo, and I hear I, you, man. I, I got to let you go because we got a bunch of other people on the line. Just kill but, Bill Billage. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Listen, that, this is what happens, though, Oren. I'm dead serious right now. If Harbaugh was your guy, if you felt like he was the guy that was going to come here and take you to the promised land, I understand why yo is so upset. Now, I don't think he needed to come on here and start by saying I need to eat crow and all this. Just because you said you wanted Harbaugh doesn't mean it was a fait accompli that he's going to come here. Not at all. So, yo, you don't have to eat crow, but you're okay to be in your feelings a little bit tonight. I feel you. Because if that was your number one guy and he's now going to the Chargers, I get it. That, that was the guy that you thought was going to finally be able to come here and bring it all together. For me, I'm chilling right now because I still think Mike Vrabel is that guy. I'm glad you agree now. I'm glad that you can see that he would be a prime candidate. Hopefully the interview today went well, and hopefully they schedule a second one and he can become a finalist along with guys like Raheem Morris and Ajiro Evero. 404-726-0929. We know we don't got Harbaugh now. So who's it going to be? Muhammad, you're in the game. Muhammad, what's up? Hey, <clears throat> bringing Belichick, man, is a smack in our face. I don't want Belichick here at all. It would be a smack in the face after what happened in the Super Bowl. I, me and my wife was watching uh, that 80 for Brady movie came on. Yep. And Terrible movie, by the way. Awful. It was, a, it was a really good movie. We enjoyed it. But when it got to the point, did I realize they was playing Atlanta Falcons for the Super Bowl? I almost turned it off. <laughs> no, I hear you. I appreciate the phone call, Mohammed. Uh, for, I got to disagree. If any of you have seen 80 for Brady, and I don't think many of you have in this particular city, uh, skip it. Definitely hard pass on the Netflix or whatever app that is on. But I, I hear you guys. Listen, Bill Belichick comes with a lot of baggage to Atlanta. And that's the main reason I don't want him. For me, though, I will say, it has nothing to do with anything that's happened in the past. Listen, if Bill Belichick came here and won a Super Bowl, would you really still be holding on to 28-3? I'd hope, I'd hope everybody out there would be able to sit back and enjoy a Super Bowl victory and not say that it doesn't count the same because it's won by the same coach that beat you the last time around. For me, that's, that means absolutely nothing. It's about one thing and one thing only, and that's getting that Lombardi trophy to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 404-726-0929. We got Scott. Scott, you're in the game. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I don't think Harbaugh was ever going to come here. Uh, I mean, didn't he play his – didn't he get drafted and play his ball in San Diego, his pro ball? 
He played all over in the NFL. I would say his identity is probably more tied up in different teams, but I, I listen, I would agree, and I thank you for the phone call. Got to run just because we got to catch a break. Um, he was probably, I agree, using the Falcons as leverage this entire time. I don't Obviously, I don't know that for a fact. This is not a report. This is what I think is happening. Because if you go back, if you look back, I was doing some research on this today before the show. They've been linked for a long time. This is not new information, guys. The, the Chargers and Harbaugh were – basically, it was thought of if Harbaugh's coming back to the NFL, that's where he was going. The Falcons emerged as a late suitor kind of almost out of nowhere. Like, the Falcons were the dark horse in this situation the entire time, not the Chargers. So, don't get it twisted. Don't think that because Harbaugh chose the Chargers, it was any sort of slight or diss on the Falcons. I'd say it was 70-30 at best the entire time that he was going to the Chargers anyway. That's just based on all the reports that came out and based on everything that I was reading going into today. All right, we're going to keep the phones rolling. 404-726-0929. Will, Kareem, George, Larry, I see you. We got breaking news. Jim Harbaugh taking his talents to Los Angeles and the Chargers. How does that make you feel as a Falcons fan as this search rolls on? Was he your guy? Like, yo, who's in his feels tonight? And I, I feel you, yo. Or are you fine like me because my guy's Rabel, so he's still on the table. Your calls when we get back. Just getting started. 404-726-0929. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Well, he's not coming here. And who am I talking about? In case you missed it, Jim Harbaugh. Some breaking news to start the show at the end of Dukes and Bell. Literally about two minutes before they were going off the air, dropped that Jim Harbaugh is headed to L.A. to join the Chargers as their next head coach. So he's going to be with Justin Herbert and company. And my initial thoughts are, we're fine. That's okay. Good. Let him go there. Don't need to worry about him. He's in the other conference now. I never really thought it was going to happen anyway. I think Bill Belichick was and is more likely. Um, I just didn't see the fit here in Atlanta. I laid it out in the first segment from uh, not so much an X's and O's standpoint, but just everything else that goes into running a professional football team in a specific city with a fan base and a culture and an environment. Um, I just don't think he's the guy to come here and take this team to the promised land. Maybe you did, and that's why I'm taking your calls at 404-726-0929 because for me, this isn't really a big deal. It's a big deal if he was your guy. Again, like Mike Bell, I know he's disappointed driving home right now because that's been his guy all along. And it also puts simultaneously, one would think, this isn't being confirmed, but one would think that Bill Belichick is now, you know, he's got to be, if he was fading towards the back, now he's got to be at least pushing his way back up front. You got to think it's the only logical sense unless unless the Falcons are so locked on to one of these other candidates that it doesn't matter, that none of this matters. It was all white noise anyway. Like if if Aaron Glenn is their guy and they know already that they're hiring him and all this other stuff is just to, you know, make sure they're meeting as many people as they can, shaking hands, kissing babies, the whole deal, making sure that they're casting a wide net and trying to get everybody involved as much as possible in this coach, coaching search, then fine. But I don't think that's the case. I, I do believe the reports out there that say this thing is far and wide and everything's on the table and you got to connect the dots and say that Bill Belichick has got to be 
right back in the mix. So for me, that's the only downside because I do not want Bill Belichick here at all. Not a fit. Fa- Sorry, Bill. Again, 10 years ago, sure. 15 years ago, you're frothing at the mouth. Right now, I don't need all that baggage that comes with it. It is going to be a complicated relationship in this city, and I think that's not the direction this team needs to go. So 404-726-0929, what say you? Let's start with Will. You're in the game. Will. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Will? Uh, I, think, I think complicated, and I think being uneasy is a good thing. That's the problem with these y'all Falcons fans. Y'all, y'all. I mean, how can you not want a guy who's been eleven Super Bowls? He won two as a defensive coordinator, six as a. He's been he he went to nine with the Patriots, and this franchise only got fifteen, sixteen winning seasons in the history of this franchise. You would want a guy who get who got a structure, who got a proven system, a proven way of winning. At seventy-two and four bad seasons in a row, uh, no. I don't care if he's eighty. I mean, who you lose Michael Jordan, you lose you lose Peyton Manning, you lose Drew Brees, you lose no, Will, Will, if Michael Jordan signed with the Hawks tomorrow, you think they're winning seventy five games? No, I'm sorry. As you get older, your skills diminish, and that includes as being a coach. The game can pass you by. It's not a guarantee anymore that he comes to this team and you win thirteen games a year. It's just not. Look at the last seasons in New England. Mac Jones, total disaster. The offense, total disaster. The defense was fine, but that's his calling card. So who's he going to bring in? You you want jo- – I don't – get out of here with Josh McDaniels, man. That dude is not the guy that's going to come in here and give me the type of energy, the type of culture, the type of winning attitude that this team needs. Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick? What is this, 2012? I mean, seriously. He's 72. And it's not like he's 72 coming off – a 15-win season. They were terrible last year. They're picking third. That, t- Ironically, that team might be the reason the Falcons can't draft Jaden Daniels because they're picking third and they could take him. 404-726-0929. Kareem, you're in the game. Kareem. Hey, Turtle, real quick, man, just to the last caller's point, I think when he referenced Michael Jordan, losing Michael Jordan and losing those players, he was meaning – how are, you know, that's the reason, that's some of the reason Belichick fell off. But going to my point. Well, well uh, I'll let you, I'll hurt, let you make your point. Hang on, I'll let you make your point. But just to answer you on that, if you're the GOAT, you're supposed to be able to overcome that. I'm not saying to the level of win a Super Bowl every year, but he, but you got to admit, he fell off. They fell right off the cliff. They went from being the best team in the AFC every year to one of the worst. It wasn't like they were just okay. No, I, I concur where he really went wrong. I mean, that first year with Mac Jones, he uh, made the playoffs, and he went all the way wrong with Matt Patricia. But let me be clear, man. I, I'm not a Belichick. I was, I, I felt like I just got a gut punch when we did not get Harbaugh. Harbaugh was my guy. I, you probably heard me call you a couple of times. It was Harbaugh, and I was praying that we can get Justin Fields. But I just want to ask you a question, Turtle. Yep. You're pro Mike Brable, but like, who, who's this OC? What what's the direction of the franchise going? Who who's going? What are we, are we trading out to eight to get a franchise quarterback? Are we trying to get Russell Wilson? Who's calling the plays? What is what is Rabel's resume? I mean, he had Derrick Henry, and over that lifespan during that time, Henry was the best running back in the league. 
not taking anything away from Vrabel, but Vrabel isn't the guy that's going to take us to the promised land because if he comes in with, what, another Arthur Smith calling the plays type guy, what what what, what about Vrabel gets you so hot, Turf? Well, I will explain, and thank you for the phone call, and it's so ironic that you brought that up because that's exactly what I was teasing and what we're going to get to a little bit later in the show. If the Falcons do not hire Mike Vrabel, I do not want them hiring a defensive coordinator. If you're going to go the coordinator route, it has to be an offensive coordinator. You cannot come in here with a defensive guy and have to say, hey, we're bringing in an offensive coordinator, and I'm going to trust him to run the offense entirely while I figure out how to be a head coach and usher in a new quarterback, whether that's trading for a veteran or drafting somebody. I'm so glad you said that because I am absolutely dead set against this franchise bringing in a defensive coordinator. The difference with Mike Vrabel is he has head coaching experience. He knows how to, here's the key word, everybody out there, delegate. He knows how to delegate to Terry Fontenot, to Rich McKay, to Arthur Blank, to say, hey, I know where my strengths lie as a football coach. What can we do to collaborate on this process to get the offense right? So that's where the difference is with Mike Vrabel, as opposed to bringing in a Ben Johnson or a Bobby Slowick, or a guy that's never done it before. We just did this with Arthur Smith for three years. He, we saw all the bumps and bruises, and boy, were there a lot of them, especially to end this season. 404-726-0929. We got George. You're in the game. George. Hey, hi. So out of the point, I'm going to tell you something. Like, whenever the venue of the Super Bowl is declared, they have two colors. For the past couple of years, those two colors represent the teams that are going to play in the Super Bowl. This year, if you look at the colors, is the Ravens and the 49ers. All right. Do you have a point? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you have a point on the Falcons head coaching search? Because that's what we're talking about right now. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm So why don't we take a chance on Belichick? Don't you think he might find a Tom Brady for us? No, 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 no. All right, thank you for the phone call. We were a little, we started off, we started going up the wrong side of the river and we were trying to get back down the right path and it just wasn't happening. 404-726-0929. It's just, sorry, George, it's called back anytime, but it's just too important of a night. Uh, can't waste our time doing that. 404-726-0929. Do I think Bill Belichick is going to find another Tom Brady? No, that's a once in a lifetime thing, guys. Tom Brady, do I think that Bill Belichick could find a competent quarterback? I guess. Mac Jones certainly wasn't that. So am I confident? No, but, I mean, it's a crap. It's a crapshoot. We all know that. 404-726-0929. We got Larry. You're in the game. Larry. Hey there. Um, it's not a big deal to me on Harbaugh, and I'm not a big proponent of hiring Belichick except for one reason. And I called Dukes and Bell. I haven't called the station since that day of that press conference right after they announced Smith was fired. Okay. And uh, I pointed out that we've just completed our sixth straight losing season, which is the longest such streak in franchise history. Even worse than the Smiths, who got criticized unmercifully over right. their tenure. So then the question is to you, so who's, who's if, the guy that's coming I'm in saying, here to I'm stop in, that? 
I, I'm in favor. The only reason I would be in favor of Belichick coming in because maybe it would allow to Arthur allow Arthur Blank to take his team back from Rich McKay. All right, I appreciate the phone call. I I, I have to say this once a show because it's just become like an obligatory talking point. Um, and I'm trying to reach as many of you guys out there as I possibly can. I promise Rich McKay does not make the ultimate football decisions. In fact, I'll play the clip later on this show that we had on Dukes and Bell where he literally defined his role for you guys. So everybody's clear on exactly what he does and what he doesn't do. Is he Arthur Blank's right-hand man? He absolutely is. Do the GM and the coach report to him? They absolutely do. But at the same time, is he sitting there and saying, you're not allowed to draft Bijan Robinson because I like player B more? No, he's not doing that. So if you guys think that he's the reason that this is not working out, it's just not correct. He's not involved enough in the personnel decision-making. Now, if you feel like Arthur Blank could use just the fresh Start completely. You know, you, you've been running with a guy for 20 years. Maybe it's just time to change things up. That's fine, and I can listen to that argument. But just the argument that it's his fault for personnel and player decision, it's just, that's just not how the Falcons do business. I, 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 have to, I, I don't usually say this because I'm, I'm not usually at that status of a Carl Dukes or, you know, even a Squidbilly who's incredibly plugged into the team. I know firsthand that that's not the case. 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. got Michael. Michael, you're in the game. Yes, uh, I'm totally in favor of Bill Belichick coming to the Falcons because I just think that that's the type atmosphere the Falcons need to turn around. My only objection is uh, that we need to find a quarterback. I believe if we can find a, a valid quarterback to come here, with Bill Belichick, I think uh, he can turn the team around, and I'll let you then uh, on that. All right, I appreciate it. Again, that's not what I'm worried about. What, what our last caller just described, ladies and gentlemen, that part of it is not what concerns me. What concerns me is if this team gets off to a slow start and they're fumbling and stumbling and Bill Belichick has to get up there in front of the team and in front of the media and try to explain why it's not working. Oh, man, Oren, can you just picture those press conferences, man? Just painful. Like, it would be, like, physically painful to have to watch and listen to those press conferences, man. Just, just something that the, the tone and the grayness of it and the, the lack of energy and enthusiasm, like, to me, that's just, it couldn't be more opposite of what the Atlanta Falcons need right now. Right now. This team needs energy. This team needs spunk. This team needs a fire lit under its you-know-what. That's why I like Mike Rabel. 404-726-0929. If you're on hold and I didn't get to you, just hang tight. We're going to be taking calls at the top of the hour once again on this very topic because it is the main show tonight. We're all talking about Jim Harbaugh taking the job in L.A. to go work with Justin Herbert instead of coming to Atlanta and all the fallout. What does that mean? Who's now more likely, less likely to get the job? Hmm, good person to talk to about that happens to be coming up next. Our buddy Joe Patrick 
all the latest on the Falcons head coaching search. Don't go anywhere. You want the best info in town? You got it right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Five-year deal, according to Adam Schefter for Jim Harbaugh. Numbers not out yet. Orn and I were talking in the break. We both are convinced that number is going to start with a one, meaning $100 million minimum for that contract, meaning he's going to get $20 million a year. Let's see what our next guest thinks. 404-726-0929. We'll take plenty of your phone calls later on in the show. But right now, we got to head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Welcome in our Falcons insider, Joe Patrick. Joe, obviously you are privy to the news. Jim Harbaugh heading out west to the Los Angeles Chargers. Your initial reaction is... Um, it's a, you know, about what I expected. Uh, obviously there were some rumblings today that the, the meeting may have been off with the Falcons that I guess was planned for tomorrow. Uh, it seemed to me that there were meetings when it kind of broke that they were going to have this second interview with him late last week, that that was going to happen early this week. That didn't happen. So it got pushed back. Obviously he had this Chargers meeting ahead of time. And I think it's what, you know, it's what frankly most people were expecting. This is probably, you know, the, he was the odds on favorite to go there. And I just, I've always thought, Chris, that it was just a, an incredible long shot. And anyone, like, to the point where I think that anybody who really thought the Falcons had a legitimate chance at bringing in, I think, arguably the top candidate. Obviously, everybody's going to have their different opinions on who's the best candidate in this cycle. But it's a massive cycle, and he's, you know, inarguably one of the top candidates. And when you have that circumstance, those candidates are typically going to go to the situations that are best set up to, you know, have, have – um, like definitive success. And that starts with the quarterback position. He's got Justin Herbert. So, you know, it's it basically what I expected. At this point right now, especially with we learned today that the Falcons are now reported to be Rooney Rule compliant, meaning they interviewed two minority uh, candidates in person in Isiro Evero, as well as Raheem Morris, the former interim coach for the Falcons. Where do you believe, based on what you know and what you're thinking, the coaching search stands right now? You know, I, I still think that they're going to continue to play this thing out. I, I think we will get a new Falcons coach next week, uh, but I don't think that it's in, you know imminent, though I could be wrong. You never know. But I, I have to think that if they requested to speak with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn, those interviews are not allowed to happen until next week. We heard a report already that the Falcons have planned to fly a delegation of, of their top, you know, officials that would include all these, you know, Rich McKay, Greg Beatles, Arthur Blank, presumably, uh, Terry Fontenot, all these guys flying up to Detroit to, to meet with these two coordinators. And I would have to think that if that's on the table, that they're not going to all of a sudden just kind of nix the plan and, um, and, and hire Bill Belichick <laughs> right away. I, think, I feel like, Chris, I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like there was almost like a sense of dread as soon as the news hit the wire that Azuro Evero had done his formal, his second in-person interview with the Falcon, because we all know that that meant that they were compliant with the Rooney rule, which means that they are now able to announce the head coach. It could happen in five minutes. You know, we, we just don't know. And I think that because of the candidates that have been, you know, had their second interview so far, and we know which one has kind of been the odds on favorite, maybe the one that, you know, reportedly Arthur Blank is, um, you know, really tied to and Bill Belichick. I just feel like, you know, we're all just kind of waiting for, for that news to drop that. I feel like a lot of us um, would prefer not to see um, because I think that we, you know, we all have different opinions on what is the best option for the Falcons going forward. So it's kind of interesting that 
it's, it's a really weird time to be a Falcons fan right now. Like just in a matter of, you know, these next few days, because you're just kind of on pins and needles waiting for the news kind of, you know, for me, obviously kind of following it and covering it. I'm kind of, you know, just like con- continually scrolling Twitter, which is the last place you ever want to be in life. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of like, there's a sense of dread kind of hanging over everything until something's finally announced. How much uh, stock do you put in reports that have surfaced that a, potential talking point that became a serious one was Rich McKay's involvement in the franchise, specifically when it comes to Bill Belichick. I'm I'm not surprised at all. And listen, there are other people in this media market who are way more kind of, you know, connected to the key players involved, whether that's Arthur Blank or Rich McKay, or even, you know, any number of, you know, people, from, you know, associated with uh, the Blank Enterprises. Um, but, you know, Everything that I had heard, you know, bef- so let me let me go back, Chris. I, I felt like at, at the Monday press conference where they were, you know, taking questions from the media about the firing of Arthur Smith. When I left that press conference, I just had like major Bill Belichick vibes. And, I, and, and that was just me kind of reading in between the lines, um, you know, just kind of making a judgment in, in that sense. And, and, I, and I sent a message to that effect to somebody who is kind of connected in the area, not somebody who's, um, you know, works for the team or anything, but somebody who is who does have connections. And I just got a response that it would never happen because Rich McKay, you know, would never give up the power. And, and it does. And so ever since I got that, and then you hear all these corroborating reports talking about this kind of power struggle, it really kind of does seem like it is kind of between Bill Belichick or Rich McKay. It's really hard to envision a situation where Bill Belichick is going to come in and kind of like be under Rich McKay in the org chart, you would think, you know, someone of, you know, Bill Belichick's kind of prestige and everything that he's accomplished in the sport is going to want to work at the very highest level, which he has in the past with the Patriots. That's the way that he's used to operating. I don't think he's going to like debase himself just to kind of chase this record. I think that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, and who knows, because interest has to go both ways, but, you know, he hasn't really talked to anybody else. I think probably because he sees a great opportunity to work with the Falcons if you know, maybe he can convince Arthur Blank or others in the organization can, you know, would be willing to kind of, you know, make some of these changes necessary for that to happen. So it really does seem like that, Chris. And I hate to kind of just talk about it and speculate about it because it, it is people's jobs, but, you know, it's 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 kind of, um, you know, there's just a lot of palace intrigue that's going on with the Falcons right now that's not even related necessarily to the head coach specifically, but again, to to your question, like, you know, all these all these kind of upper workings and the power structures and everything like that. It all feels like very dramatic and like there's like some grand narrative. It's like you could make like a miniseries TV show out of it. Almost. Yeah, it's like it's like the football version of succession almost to speak. Exactly. It's, I've yeah. never heard a, f- a football team CEO talked about as much over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. And I have in my entire life as it comes to <laughs> Rich McKay and Arthur Blank's relationship and who says what to who and who reports to who. It's craziness as we're talking with our buddy Joe Patrick, Falcons reporter, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. In case you missed the news, Jim Harbaugh did decide to take his talents out west. He will become the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers to work with Justin Herbert. It is a five-year deal. We do not know how much money at this time. All right, Joe. So with the guys that are on the table, multiple guys getting second interviews, one guy that seems to be standing out is uh, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. How would you feel with that move, and what do you think the strengths are he would bring to the job? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of Bobby Slowick. Uh, he, he, I, 
listen, I don't know if the Falcons like love the kind of, you know, in the lack of head coaching experience. It seems to me like that's something that they're trying to lean into in this respect, but you know, let's go back to kind of this Jim Harbaugh situation with the chargers and, and why he went there. It's because of the quarterback, right? Like that's what coaches are looking for, you know, just like solidity at that one particular position. Cause if you have that, then you don't have to worry about it. You can build around everything else. And if that's the case, and you know, if, if, if this next coach, whoever it is who comes in is not going to have success in Atlanta, if they don't get that position straightened out. And so to me, if you're the Falcons, that has to be your top priority in finding a coach is who is going to be that, that coach who is going to be able to, to sort out that position. And I think that that's where you look at some of these candidates. And I think Bobby Sloak is probably top of the list of having a track record of being able uh, of, of proving that you can, you know, you, you can work with a young quarterback and mold him and, and um, develop him because I, I don't think that, C.J. Stroud necessarily would have had the same success that he had if he were drafted by the Panthers and was kind of working in in, in that kind of what seems like just, just kind of a uh, really messy situation there in Carolina. So I think Bobby Slowick is a really good candidate. He also has a ton of like a really rich kind of history of, you know, the tree. He kind of comes from that Shanahan tree, was on that uh, amazing Washington staff back in like 2012, 2013, has worked on both sides of the ball. So I think he's a really intriguing candidate, and, and again, I, I think that he's going to be – he should uh, – let me say this. I think he should be very much in contention for the Falcons' job. I just don't know how much they actually are going to look at, like, a first-time head coach again who's kind of a hot coordinator because they just went that route. So we'll see. Yeah, that's exactly my point. It's something I'm going to get into later on in the show is that if they do go the coordinator route, I think you have to go offensive coordinator again because if you bring in a defensive coordinator as your head coach, then the entire offensive side of the ball is going to be starting from scratch, and I'm not sure this this franchise is in a position to do that all over again, which leads me to my next question, Joe, and – when it comes to this timeline, right, we're talking about a timeline. We're talking about two things, right, Joe? Here's, here's what we're talking about. A timeline that's extensive and a wide net that's been cast. So with that being said, do you think we're going to get a list of finalists or do you think it's going to go from 13 candidates right now and then all of a sudden, boom, the announcement comes? Will we know over the next coming days that there are, let's say, two or three guys that they're going to pick from? I do not say, I mean, they may have a, an internal list of really, you know, finalist candidates that they're, that they're choosing between, but I don't think that will be made public. I think that um, the Falcons, Falcons fans will basically experience something like Chargers fans, just experience where it's like you have a guy in for an interview and whether that's the guy who you end up hiring or not, like, I just think this announcement's going to come out. And uh, again, that's what makes this cycle. That's like, <laughs> that's what gives Falcons fans so much kind of dread is because you just, you know, you're just kind of waiting on pins and needles for, for what's going to happen. But I do think that it will go into next week. Obviously we talked about the Detroit stuff and you never know, like it could even go longer depending on really how much, how they feel about these, these guys that they've interviewed for the Ravens, Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver, both held in really high esteem. Apparently Mike McDonald, well, both of those guys really impressed them um, in interviews and the Ravens are a team that could go to the Super Bowl. you know? So um, it's going to be in- very interesting to see, uh, just kind of how the timeline plays out. But I don't think we're going to get any kind of hints that it's getting closer, that they're paring down their search. I, I think that would be kind of um, c- 
competitively, like uh, 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 it, it would put them at a disadvantage. So I think that the, we'll probably not hear much. We'll just keep getting these press releases that they've completed coaching interviews. And then one of the press releases that comes out will be that they've hired one of them. You mentioned the quarterback situation, Joe, and we all know how important it is. So just, I know obviously there's no way to have inside knowledge of this, but just to your best guess of covering the team day in and day out, how will the decision of who to bring in at quarterback, whether that's trade, draft, or free agency, be made depending on which coach they bring in? To say that if it's Bill Belichick, are they willing to give him full control over that decision? Or if it's like a Bobby Slowick type, is Terry Fontenot going to be heavily involved in the process and then maybe even along with a Rich McKay and Arthur Blank? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you obviously never know, but I, I think that these conversations are the ones that are definitely happening. They're probably like the top priority when these coaches walk into a room with these guys and meet. Obviously, there's a lot to cover in terms of just how you're going to operate and things like that. But when you start getting into the, the, the nitty gritty, um, you know, one of the, the top you know, bullet points on the agenda has to be, you know, asking these coaches, what is your plan for quarterback? Like, like what do you envision for this team? Who is it going to be? Um, we have resources. They talked about that in that press conference that, you know, they're willing to kind of, you know, sp make a splashy trade in the draft. If, if that's what it takes, if they need to spend money in free agency, they have the ability to do that. Um, but I think that what they're going to want to know is kind of not just only, not only who are you want to be the quarterback, but why you want that person to be the quarterback, how you plan to develop that person at quarterback, and it may, let's say that quarterback that they say is they want Kirk Cousins, well, then what is kind of the, you know, what are you doing after that? Because obviously the timeline is, is, is limited with him because of his age. So I think that these are all the things that they're definitely fleshing out with these candidates. And I think, again, it's got to be the top priority for the team because you know that you're just not going to reach the, the top echelons in this league if you don't get that position sorted out. All right, Joe, we will see who is sitting atop the Iron Throne in hopefully just a matter of days here, my friend. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy it. Am I seeing you at the golf outing tomorrow night, sir? Uh, TBD, TBD. All right. Well, if you don't come, uh, we'll have a brewski in your honor. Okay. Yeah, pour one out for me. All right, my friend. Joe Patrick there, our Falcons reporter on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. By the way, if you didn't already know, I will be hosting 7 to 10 tomorrow night at Top Golf Midtown. Great charity event. I'll give you the details on that coming up. Our buddy Jason Longshore and his buddies with their foundation putting the whole thing together. Going to be a blast. Can't wait to do that. And I'll be broadcasting to all you lovely people talking Falcons football and a bunch more. All right, here we go. Phone lines back open, baby. Jump on them. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Jim Harbaugh is heading to the Chargers. Is that a good thing for the Falcons? Is it a bad thing for the Falcons? If he was your guy... Now's your time to vent about it. But you know me, Mike Vrabel's my number one guy, so we're good. 404-726-0929. Chris Thomas, back with you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Everyone knows companies spend billions on Super Bowl ads every year. Now let's get to the Super Bowl, guys. So this year, we're giving you a chance to win your own Super Bowl as we broadcast Super Bowl 58 on Sunday, February 11th. What? That's right. Yeah! Your company's free ad during the Super Bowl. So say I own Bob's Burgers. I can get a Bob's Burgers ad? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.